Saga Big What up and welcome to the podcast. You are riding the unstoppable force known as D-Train. I'm your host, Devon Valentine, and thank you for joining. Please kick back, relax, and enjoy this ride as I talk to you about social issues of today and other hot topics. What up? And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about something that is very controversial, just as with seems like most things in life are very controversial, especially when you're talking about the way they behave. Um, they necessarily they don't always necessarily um, want to talk about these things, these sensitive things. But I'm not afraid to talk about it here on the podcast. And today I'm going to be talking to you about Victor Mukasa. Before I get into Victor Mukasa, I want to let you know that I understand that what I'm saying might not be necessarily PC. I might not have all the facts. I might not know exactly what it is to say. And um, there's definitely going to be some people who's going to listen to this who's not going to agree. They're going to be pissed off and they're going to be agitated and everything else in between. And I can't help the way that people feel and I sure enough can't control their actions. But what I want to talk to you is what I want to let you know is that whenever I'm speaking, just to take everything that I say with a grain of salt and to think about what it is that's the crux of this conversation. What I'm talking about in this conversation is not only just human rights, but the fact that we are all human and that we all have different ways. We have different views of the world. We have different experiences. And just because that we have different views and experiences it doesn't mean that we can't get along. It doesn't mean that we can't come together and try to understand the cultures and to understand the mindset of the people whom we come across either occasionally on a daily basis or hardly ever. I think that's part of the, the problem with this world that we live in is that people can't sit together, even friends. They can't sit together and talk about things that are controversial, things that will get under the skin, things that will potentially piss you off and even cause you to lose friends or family members. I do uh, a podcast with one of my my best friends in the whole wide world. His name is Brian Smith. We are. He's a white man and I'm a black man. And not that is important to say other than the fact that. He lives in a in a potentially different world than the one that I live in. And so we have different points of views. And in order to try to understand each other and try to understand the community that we come from, we we talk about different subjects. We talk about things that are going to potentially piss us off or um, cause there to be some kind of disagreement. But at the end of the day, what we're doing is that we're trying to to learn. We're trying to grow. We're trying to become better people or become better persons. And not take the things that are said or thought so personally. Yes, yes, there's going to be chords that's going to be struck. You're going to get upset and that's okay. But you got to learn how to put those emotions to the side and try to pay attention to the things that are important. The things that are either going to to help you grow, to help your knowledge and your understanding of people in life and the way things work and how we can better ourselves or educate ourselves to where we can navigate a little bit better in this world. So I just wanted to, to throw that out there 
for you who are listening to this podcast and to understand where I'm coming from. Well, Victor Mukasa is a Ugandan female at birth and identifies as a trans lesbian. A trans lesbian is someone who is a person who is born as a woman, but portrays themselves as a male and likes the same sexual orientation. In other words, uh, Victor is a lesbian and identifies as a man. So if you're having a, a tough time understanding what is a, a trans lesbian, then now you know what a trans lesbian is. So Victor Mukasa's life is a very unusual one. It's one that's of a bit of inspiration and of strength. And thus, this is why I'm sharing this information with you about Victor Mukasa and the struggles and the successes that Victor Mukasa has had in um, her lifetime. Victor Mukasa had grew up in a, a Catholic house. And like most Christian homes, um, people may take the, the living of Christ very seriously as they should as with pretty much anything that you do that's meaningful to you and that's going to help you grow and help you change or it's it's the foundation of what you what you believe in how you behave towards other people how you interact with them and so on and so forth so Victor Mukasa being a Catholic grew up in a home um, with parents who were a bit firm you know Victor obviously would have to have some kind of issues or some kind of clashing of the heads when it comes to his uh, sexuality. In this case, when I'm talking about Victor Mukasa, his dad was really harsh on Victor. Um, Victor, at a very young age, didn't like wearing dresses. Um, Victor believed that uh, he was uncomfortable wearing a dress and anything that pretty much had to do with uh, being girly. And I can understand there are a lot of females that I know who are not lesbians who are uncomfortable wearing dresses who are uncomfortable wearing high heel shoes or putting on a lot of makeup so you know that's not that's not different it's not unusual but the unusual part about this is is the way that um, Victor describes himself and what's more important is how Victor is treated by the the outside world so like I said Victor's dad was um very harsh on on him whenever you know, he was very young and you know they would have uh, arguments um there was a lot of uncomfortable conversations going on and fortunate for victor he had somebody that he loved in his life and somebody loved him and that person was his grandmother who was always at the at the defense of victor who loved victor unconditionally and i think that's important whenever we are living in this world is to have somebody or to have some persons that we can come to that will love us that will respect us that will treat us like the human beings that we are and help us and guide us because life is hard enough to navigate through life is hard enough as it is to navigate through and when you bring in something like a extreme difference in sexuality or thought process or when it comes to religion these things can be real touchy and people can just fly off the handles you know kudos to, to victor mukasa's um, grandmother for being there for him whenever uh, he was young and growing up and like with most of us whenever we're growing up or hell even whenever you know we are grown we are still finding out who we are. We are still shaping and molding what it is that we want to become and what we want to portray ourselves, how we want the world to see us. And so Victor was confused. He didn't understand why he was the way he was. And picking up on all the backlash, the controversy and the hatred, I'm sure that he received as a child, Victor started questioning who he is what he wanted to be and if 
he could be fixed. And like most of us, whenever we want to be fixed, especially those who are maybe a little bit more spiritual, we go to seek counseling in, in our church. And there's nothing wrong with that. People have different methods of finding out um, who they can talk to or their outlet to their frustration. And so Victor had chose to go to to these various different churches and try to figure out um, who it is that he is. His attraction to other women can be fixed or if it can be it can be changed, if it can be if it can be altered. And so Victor had went to a particular church trying to trying to change these very uh, strong, really characteristics about himself. And the unfortunate part, when you, when you come to dealing with people, it doesn't matter if they're Christian. It doesn't matter if they're the Pope. They could be the most righteous, living, and thinking individual that you come across. Everybody has faults. They have weaknesses. They have things about them that are either immorally incorrect or ungodly. So Victor had sought to find some change, some some answers to why he is the way that he is. And so he had one to this particular church that he thought that could help him. And what little that Victor knew, the church had basically declared that he had a a demon in him, some kind of homosexual demon in him. And when Victor had went to this particular, to this particular service, he was brought onto the stage. Um, He was held down and all his garments one by one was stripped. The clothes was taken off of Victor he spoke of uh, violently trying to to stop these males uh, removing his clothes in public from from being naked in front of the congregation. Victor um, tells a story, and I'm going to insert uh, Victor's own words here in this podcast so you can hear him tell the story as it were. Each one of the articles of clothing that he had on was taken off. It was burned in the fire. And when it came to Victor's top, he had uh, a belt or a strap of some sort that had pressed down his breast so that it wouldn't be obvious that he was a a woman in in fact a female that was even taken off of him and victor talks about that he fought to the point of exhaustion where he could no longer fight back Um, the pastor of this particular church had said that the fact that victor was fighting back was the the demon within victor that was trying to to fight against the the powers of God. And so there was a point after this whole ordeal, this whole spectacle of a show where Victor was declared declared healed after they after these men had put their roaming hands on every orifice and every facet of this human being's body trying to dispel this demon that was that they believed was it within him. Victor had spoken of being put in a room and this particular room, um, this room was was isolated. It was almost like a dungeon. It was like a kind of like a, a jail cell or a cave. Well, maybe not a cave, but it was a place of isolation. Victor wasn't allowed to to leave until the pastor or the, the, the people that were involved in putting him in there. I believe that, you know, that the demon was gone and that, you know, that there wasn't going to be any further transgressions after Victor Mukasa was let out. So I'm extremely, I'm extremely confident and sure that that was quite traumatizing. It was embarrassing. It was depressing. And that's, that's really enough for somebody to either, if not commit suicide, to strongly suggest and to contemplate suicide. You folks out there who are looking for help and looking for advice, be careful and pay attention to where you, you find the source of this water because the water can definitely be tainted and you will regret 
having to to let out your most uh, inner uh, inner feelings and thoughts which are sacred to any of us so i think that was really crappy that the church had had been so deceiving to to victor mukasa and the fact that they used him as a spectacle and that the pastor had portrayed the fact that he has some kind of godly healing powers and for them to 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 touch victor the most intimate and private places that an individual that a human being could possibly have So not long after this event with Victor Mukasa going to the church and for the church to try to cast the homosexual demon out of out of him, Victor had became the founding director of the sexual minorities in Uganda, also named Smug, with the African Human Rights Defenders Network and also with the freedom of and the freedom and the freedom and Rome of Uganda. These groups are nonprofit formed and they're for the individuals of Uganda, Smug, the sexual minorities of Uganda, acts as a central hub or kind of like an umbrella. They focus on medical, they, they focus on counseling and guidance, the support and to empower the individuals of Uganda who are, who are gays or lesbians or transsexuals. So the goal for these these different groups is to is to liberate and to educate or just any of those who might come come across the organization but they look to educate people on the human rights you know they pass along booklets they pass along articles and they talk about they talk about health they talk about uh, the benefits and the rights that you have as a um, LGBT member of the community I might be butchering his name, so please forgive me if you actually know the pronunciation of this individual's name. But from what I could tell, his name is Frank Frank Mugisha. Uh, Frank Mugisha, really strong and apt to talk about uh, human rights. So the definition given by the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which is an organization, and they had wrote this October 6, 2015. I'm just going to go through just a few of the articles that they have they have a total they have a total of 30 articles but i'm only going to read out or i'm going to talk to you about the first three to give you an idea of what human rights are as if you you really don't understand what human rights are if you're just kind of lost or you might want a little bit of more information so i'm just going to go ahead and hit you in the head with this and just to give you a little bit more clarity article one states that all human beings are free and form in Article 1, it states that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are also endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in the spirit of brotherhood. So Article 2 states that everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in the, de- in the Declaration without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, religion, political or other um, national or social origin, property, birth, or other status. Furthermore, no distinction shall be made on the basis of the political jurisdiction or international status of the country or territory to which a person belongs to, whether it be independent, trust, non-self-governing, or any other limited um, limitation of sovereignty. And Article 3 states that everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person. So, in other words... It's kind of like the golden rule, right? You know, treat others how you want to be treated. But the the problem is, is that on this planet, people think that that they can treat people 
however they want to however they want to see fit to treat somebody and they expect to be treated as a god or somebody to be revered and loved and free from any kind of ridicule or condemnation like most of most of you out there who are listening to this podcast hopefully are at least in a in a little bit kind of like myself and that is is that I'm a gun-loving gun-toting bible-clinching american that believes in his rights believes in his freedoms and believe in uh, loving people and believe in believe in laws believe in the fact that that if you do good that you should be praised or to be rewarded whenever you're doing something that's right or righteous i make that point to say this is that sometimes people they feel like they are more than entitled to have everything that it is that's good and everybody else gets to get yeah everybody else everybody else gets the leftovers and the reason why i bring this up is because you know we have in this country we have a red flag laws right or they're trying to they're trying to introduce uh, these red flag laws to to all of the different states so the red flag laws if you believe that there's somebody who has a firearm and that they're at a potential or they're a threat to to possibly harm somebody, you can call up the police and you can say, hey, I know Joe Blow and Joe Blow, I think is a little crazy. They have a lot of guns. Maybe you should go check on them just to see what's going on and if uh, they're really the threat that we believe that they are. So an officer comes over to Joe Blow's house and they go, hey, we got a call about such and such. And then they proceed to try to take your Second Amendment away. They try to take away your rights all because of what somebody else said or what somebody else perceived or whatever it is that they think that they know. And that is absolutely foul. I think that's dirty. I think that's sick. And um, even even crazy people or people that you might think that are a little bit unstable they have the right to defend themselves. They have the right to protect themselves, right? That's a human right. It's a natural instinct to protect yourself physically. So that being said, you go to Uganda and in Uganda, kind of the same thing, right? The police will get a call and they say, hey, I think Joe Blow is homosexual or I think that Susan is white people's name, right? It's kind of funny. Anyway, so I think that, uh, that they're engaging in homosexual activities and they are a disgrace and they're disgusting and somebody needs to go over there and do something about it and i'm thinking off the top of my head in the first place that's their business you have no right to be digging through their personal business not only are you talking about their personal business which is one thing but you're going to send somebody over to their house to change their mind to change their way of life who in the hell do you think that you are and what gives you the right to be able to go tell somebody how they're supposed to live? So I'm going to get off track a little bit and I'm going to talk about the fact when it comes to abortion. A lot of people believe that it's the state's right to say whether you can have an abortion or not or the government gets to say yes or no or that a man is able to a man is able to tell a woman that, you know, she should not get an abortion because he has uh, he has planted that seed and 
he has a right to tell the woman that that she can't take the the life of their child but the way that i see it is that you can kind of look at it like a tennis match right so it was the man's turn and he was able to plant his seed in the woman now the woman was given that seed she is in possession of it she is now the owner of that particular of that seed that was given now she gets to make the decision whether or not that life is going to be brought into the world so i don't see how i don't see how anybody can come and tell somebody else in their own household and how they're supposed to live and how they're supposed to act how they're supposed to act in uganda yeah these 16 lgbtq activists that were arrested due to a complaint and so a medical exam was enforced right to determine whether they were guilty in this process they're looking for condoms they're looking for lubricants they're looking for anti um, they're looking for antiviral drugs to help fight against aids or any other trans uh, sexual transmitted diseases when we're talking about uh, same-sex relationships so yeah these nosy people who know nothing about you and about your struggles about your life anything of the sort they come banging on your door and they accuse you of whatever in this particular case they're talking about the fact that these these men or these women that these men or these women are engaged in um, unnatural sexual activities oh so now now that gives them the right to violate to put their hands and to force these people to to comply yeah so because you think or somebody has said that a man was engaged in a homosexual act that gives you the right to stick your hands up his rectum to go through his most um private private parts of his of his body to check his penis or to check her vagina or to check the their anus and to go through their to go through their drawers to go through their drawers and go through their personal belongings to to find the accusatory contents in which you can to lock them up or to throw them in jail what kind of sick crap is that so we can say if that's the case why the hell are we stopping there why don't we just take it a little bit further right why don't we just use any reason or any excuse that we can in order to go into people's houses and to to check to see if they're engaged in anything that we believe that is is wrong or unjust or unholy or the fact just the fact that we don't even agree with that well, what it is that they're doing and they're saying. Maybe somebody was having a conversation in the house and that they said hell. Or somebody had a conversation and was like, oh, this girl is ugly. Well, damn. Let's go over to their house. Let's rummage through their stuff, their private and their personal belongings. And let's throw them in jail. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's, that's very human-like. Only a monster would do something like that. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. So in case you didn't know, right, in Uganda, or excuse me, in, in Africa, there are 33 or 55 states, right? There's a total of 55 states and 33 of these states. Homosexuality is illegal and it's, punish and it's, punishable, it's punishable by death. And only recently it has changed from death to life in prison. Now, whenever they had changed it, they had said that, well, the first time offense, you would get 14 years in prison. And anything after that, well, you only get one other chance. 
and that is life in prison. Um, I can't I don't have the exact numbers, but I do know that if you had known that somebody was engaged in homosexual activity and you didn't tell the authorities that now you are liable for the information that wasn't given or told. And now you are subject to prison. So it's not just the fact that they're infringing on the rights on people that they claim are guilty. They're infringing on the rights of people that have nothing to do with the situation. I have no control. You have no control over the person that you're with or the person that you know, your friend, your family, you know what I'm saying? Your coworker, any of these individuals, you have no say, you have no authority in the way they live their lives. And for the fact, the fact that the government can come in and be like, hey, I declare that you're guilty just because I can say that you're guilty. Right. That nobody, nobody has a higher claim or authority over your life or than myself. No government. I don't give a damn how powerful they are. I don't give a damn about how many guns and soldiers that they have. Nobody has a higher claim over your life and your property than yourself. No one. Nobody. You understand? Nobody. I don't care how much you don't like the way somebody lives. I don't care if you don't like the way old boy down the street does his hair, if he has dreads. I don't care if you believe that somebody is. I don't care if you believe that that somebody's not taking care of their kids, you know, to your your standards. You know what I'm saying? If they're not physically abusing these kids, if they're not hurting them, if they're not torturing them, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. Stay out of other people's business. Leave it the hell alone. If it got nothing to do with you, leave it alone. But it seems like Americans, it seems like the people of the world, it seems like the powers that be, it seems like they do not know how to just stay out of other people's business. They have fires. They have earthquakes. They have all kind of manners of disasters in their own lives. And instead of trying to fix their own problems, they're too busy worried about you and what you're doing. They're trying to control the way you think. They're trying to control the way you move. They're trying to alter it. They're trying to use propaganda. They can't use propaganda. Then they try to use force, right? Law enforcement and force. If you don't obey the law, then they enforce it. And that means bopping you upside the head. That means putting a gun to your head. That means putting your, your loved ones, your little babies at gunpoint doing whatever they have to do take your money throw you in jail just in order for you to believe in what it is that they want you to believe there's there's nothing there's nothing to say about it other than the fact that that's just sheer tyranny um the government and other people who believe and think as the government does they need to learn how to mind their business and they need to learn how to just they need to worry about the things that we've given them power to control and not to be trying to um, micromanage everything that goes on in this planet. So as you would imagine, these people, you know, in Africa, they're living in fear. They're afraid of being thrown in jail. They're afraid of, of being violated and molested in the streets. There's this editor, there's this editor in Uganda named Kasha Jacqueline um, Nabigeshara. Oh, excuse me, she's the only gay and lesbian publication, and she lives in fear because she's afraid that somebody would recognize her and that somebody is going to take the opportunity to kill her or to hurt her. 
any any of those things absolutely absurd it's foolishness it's childish and the fact that this these kinds of things go on in this country that they go on around the world and the government who is so daggum nosy and want to control everything that you do or you don't do that they have no say in it that they just allow these things to happen and then at the same point in time that they want your vote so this ugandan editor right she says that she sees the hypocrisy from the western partners right one of them would be the united states and she says she sees that um community looks for a place that's not ruled by homophobic persons through the asylum and peace in their countries they are turned down there's a quote by this lady named Emanuela sue and she's quoted saying it goes as this quote of course they're human beings but if they want to practice let them do it elsewhere outside of cameroon she also goes on saying quote cameroon doesn't welcome homosexuality because it goes against our beliefs it goes against our traditions and um this lady is she you know she's supposed to be a businesswoman when you're a business person you're supposed to be able to get along with people or persons of all types so whenever you're downplaying you're discriminating against those who are gay and those who are homosexual then you are clearly making a statement saying that you people right are not welcome to whatever it is that i have to offer just you do you and i'll do me and that's that david Cato is a ugandan teacher and also lgbt rights activist um, he was considered the father of uganda's gay rights movement and some also even described him as being uganda's first openly gay man back in 2011 after david Cato had won a lawsuit against a, a magazine that had published his name and his picture identifying him as gay and called for his execution and so it wasn't very long after that publication that david Cato was beaten to death with a hammer that is no way for anybody to die let alone for the reason that this man died because he was gay because he liked the same sex so in in order to downplay what had happened to mr david Cato. The police of Uganda had said that, or tried to say that it was a robbery, right? That he was trying to be robbed. And also, they tried to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal because it's commonplace to demonize gays and, and talking about homosexuals. And also, um, you know, they raided schools and, and said that, you know, David Cato and people like him were recruiting children in order to be gay or try to convert them to being gay. But the, the real fact and the truth of the matter is that David Cato was beloved and he was teaching and he was fighting for people's rights. And because he spoke up about it, somebody deemed that it was necessary in order to kill him. Now, you have situations like this going on here in America. And although it's a little comforting to understand or to know that these things are not just going on in America, that they're going on in the world, there are other things that are more important to worry about in this world than to be worrying about who's sticking it to who, who's shacked up with who. You know, all that kind of stuff that goes on in um, on TV with shows like The Bachelor or, you know, uh, what's that joint called? They got this joint called, uh, I don't know, Housewives of Atlanta or Housewives of whatever city or state that they deem they want to put another controversial, you know, folks they 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 seem like they they get lost in this world that they seem like they get lost in this world on television that's nothing it depicts nothing 
like what they would normally come across or even folks that may live a similar life that is not to the extent that they may see on TV is not realistic. I don't know anybody who goes to these exotic countries and, you know, they, they make out and have, you know, everything is perfect. Old girl is skinny. She got a nice shape. And the man is tall and he's muscular and he speaks well and he looks good in a suit. I don't know anybody who lives like that. I know a lot of folks that try to live like that. You know, whether they're successful or not is a totally different story. Fact of the matter is that that's not as commonplace as they try to sell this American dream on television. And so David Cato has seen that there was evil in this world. He saw that people are afraid of what it is that's different. And apparently they didn't want to wake up from their dream or their nightmare. And he paid the price for bringing that to her attention. Instead of people calling it what it is, right? It's just a game that we all play, you know, find that lubricant. Or, I mean, are you serious, man? Are you really going to sit there and try to explain this to me and tell me that I'm not seeing the things that I'm seeing? I know what the world is like. I read about it. I see it on TV. You know, you can go take your, your, your lies. You could take that, that BS because whatever you're selling, I'm not buying it. At least not on this side of the fence. And so my point is, it's not about it's not about gays. It's not about lesbians. It's about the fact that these people are still human beings. They might not live the way you want them to live. They might not live the way that you agree that they will live. My point is, is that regardless of what you believe in, how you live your life, you have to understand You know, we all respond different ways to different tones, right? Different messages and so on and so forth. It's okay to talk about these things that's controversial. It's okay to be different in your thinking, to be different in the way you live. That's fine. You you have the right to do so. You don't have the right to control other people's lives. You do not have the right to be treated as a human being, to be loved, to be respected, After they're done torturing them and telling them how to live and all these hoops that they have to jump through in order to have these human rights, they're going to come after yours and they're going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you how many kids that you can have in your household. They're going to tell you when you need to get ahead and whenever you're going to be able to go marry somebody or whether you can have a gun in your house or whether you're it's the business of the state or it's the business of the country. And you don't want nobody coming in your household telling you what to do, right? There's some of you folks out there who live in these HOAs and these different um, these different neighborhoods where they have building limits. Uh, You can only build so high or you can have your grass only but so tall. And, you know, these are small things, but they're annoying as hell. Can you imagine somebody coming and telling you, hey, man, no, you can't have that job. You're only able to have this kind of job. And you're looking at them like you're crazy, like, uh, I have all these different skills. Um, this is what I enjoy. This is what I like to do. And of course, you're going to say, who the hell are you to tell me what it is that I can and cannot do? And there's no difference between you and the LGBT community. There's going to be another podcast after this one, eh, maybe in the near future. But I'm going to have um, an interview with uh, a couple people. One of them whom I looked at as a sister. You know, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. 
I appreciate the, the time and the energy that you spend and listening to what I have to say, giving a little bit of thought, maybe doing some research on the things that I talked to you about. Dagger, big maker, big maker.